0: Welcome all sports fans, everyone across the nation. I know it's been a hard time for everyone uh, throughout the last month or so. Uh, people have lost their jobs. People are you know, waiting for their jobs to call back. This world has basically has us indoors for the most part. Uh, so from uneducated sports talk, I just want to say, please be safe. And for those who are listening to this, whether it be in your cars, or at your house, or at your jobs, uh, those who are working still, the essential workers, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, the Podcast. This is season number two, episode 19. And we are here to break down The Last Dance. It's been showcased in 1997, 1998 Chicago Bulls, uh, and their last uh, season of their second three peak. And boy, was it a roller coaster of a season. Uh, so, Breaking all that down. Thank you, guys. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, the podcast. Check me out on um, all sorts of uh, uh, package areas, you know. Uh, So, just check me out whenever you can, man. And with that being said, let's rock and roll with it because this is brought to you by the Anchor app. And, uh, whoo. All right, 1996, 1997, Chicago Bulls uh, had just defeated the Utah Jazz. And now, they're going on to the final... The final year. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna relate what they said, but I'm gonna break down everything in between if you didn't get anything, I'll probably break it down. <sighs> um things were getting a little tight. They had just won the championship in ninety seven against the Utah Jazz, and now it's the ninety eight season. And they know that the one they're getting up in age, two um, when there's dysfunction between the players and uh general management. It's usually the player's fault Alright But In this particular instance It is all Management's fault See I don't understand how Winning Could be so bad Unless it comes from a deadly cost Unless it comes from um, Something that can really 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 hurt you Like physically down the line Or Can hurt you Publicly Down the line so, usually when there's beef between management and the players, it's probably because it's the player's fault. But in this instant, when you had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, Dennis Rodman, and Steve Kerr those guys, Tony Kukoc, and you have just won back-to-back championships, I understand like there's always going to be problems in the locker room I don't care what professional level you're in I don't care what sport it is there's always going to be some sort of beef going on um, with people so uh... but in this instance when the players have done their part and they have brought you championships and they have put their blood sweat and tears into every game to make the whole organization look good one. then we have a problem when it's the management's fault. It is management's fault for the blowing up of the Chicago Bulls. Now, I knew Jerry Cross had a big, you know, uh influence on what was going on. But my goodness, I did not know it was that huge. That little dude has a big ego and he basically shot himself in the foot. When you tell arguably the greatest or one of the greatest NBA head coaches of all time and Phil Jackson after he has just won five NBA championships. I don't care what type of beef you got going on. If we are winning, we are winning. Unless he is literally saying he's going to kill you. Or he's literally trying to do harm on you. Why would you tell that man? And Phil Jackson said, I don't care if you go 82 and oh. 82 wins, no losses, we win another championship. You are not coming back. And that is an ego that that should be deflated. Jerry Cross. I should look him up before I started this. Because I don't know whether he's still living or not. He probably is. But still. He is a villain to this world. He is a villain. To my heart now. Now I knew he had, he played a big role in it. But I did not know it was just this huge. Uh, to where he broke up. Arguably the greatest dynasty. We're talking six out of the last eight years and it could have been eight for eight if Jordan didn't go play baseball. You know, the greatest dynasty in NBA history. Hell, in sports history. And a guy that's five foot three and weighs 200 pounds. He's the reason why all this blows up. And that's why I always say, the man, the freaking man is always that guy in the corporate ladder. That just wanted his way at any cost. When you thought about leaving Phil, don't Phil Jackson decided getting Tim Floyd to be your butter guy? To, to, be your, to be your guy that you was like, hey, this is my dude right here. Tim Floyd, he's a man. He's going to take this team to new heights. What new heights are you looking for? You had just won two championships in a row. you just won five out of the last seven. What are you trying to do? Were you really thinking that when Michael Jordan came out publicly after they had just winning in 97, came out publicly and said, hey, guess what? If Phil Jackson is gone, I'm gone. If you're a general manager, hell, the owner, I don't know what the hell is his problem, but the owner should have stepped and said, yo, 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 yo. Michael's saying that, you know, hey, he gone if Phil go. We need to kind of ease up on Phil and let Phil know we got you back because at the end of the day, you want Michael Jordan, arguably, not arguably, well, one of the, the greatest polar figure in sports history. And you're talking about there's a chance for him to leave? Well, we want it to be zero chance he leaves. And he says that, well, if Phil Jackson go, I'm not, I'm not playing for another coach. And then six months later, you tell that same coach he's gotta go. Oh, Jordan's gonna find a way to stay. Cause, you know, we're Chicago Bulls. We drafted him. Hey, bro, this is the same cat that took off in '93 to play some baseball. On you guys. He took off in '93 to play some damn baseball. Let that sink in. This guy, you no, know, he's he's the he's the most polarizing player in the planet at this moment. He is untouchable. He can do what he wants to do. So when we, when we first realized... When Michael Jordan... He's, he's sitting down... Press conference... and are saying... What can stop y'all? Is there anything... That's in your way... Of getting the 3 P?" And Jordan... His eyes look up... And you see the office... You see the management's office... And basically... He's letting you know... Management can kill this... They can kill this... Uh, honestly... I mean... It's hard to think about... You know... What if they stay together? We just don't know that parameter... But you know... If they stay together in 99, whether there have been a lockout year in 99, that changes everything because now there's probably not a lockout year in um, you 99. Know, and then in, in 2000, we, we want to know what happens in the 2000 era if, if Jordan and people stay together. But it's a bunch of ifs. Well, and we'll never know now. But at the same time, when you think about these polarizing figures, think about Phil Jackson. Let it sink in. Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. Scottie Pippen, the greatest Robin we've ever seen. Tony Kukoc, one of the greatest six men we'll ever know. Steve Kerr, one of the greatest three-point shooters in the game. Dennis Robin, one of the greatest rebounders in the game. Phil Jackson, arguably the greatest coach in the game. And these guys split because of some dude that's 5'3", 200 pounds, and I doubt can hit a layup. That tells you about the man, how much power the man had back in those days. Because I'll be damned. You won't see that happen with LeBron and his company uh, in today's game. That's just not about to happen these days. You, know, you won't see that happen with uh, Giannis uh, and, and his company. That is not about to happen. You, that, won't, it, that won't happen with Kawhi Leonard and his company. I promise you that. Today's day is definitely a player-friendly uh, uh, league now. And Chicago Bulls, off of that, one mistake in 1998, they're relevant for three years with Derrick Rose, at the most, relevant, you know, uh, if Rose never gets hurt in uh, 11, they might win the championship, or they might get into the finals, you never know, but, three years, so basically that's telling me, you've been in mediocrity 18 years, let's see, uh, yeah, about 18 years you've been in straight mediocrity, boo-boo, trash. All because of one. Let's just call it how it is. One five foot three, two hundred pound white guy that can't lay up. He that 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 blows my mind. How these general managers think they're so smarter than everybody else, dude. You got good, and you pick some good guys. Whoopee. But it takes those guys to win. Now he he made a comment about. Uh, it, it takes a whole organization to win. Uh, not just players and coaches. Well, look here, dummy. Um, let's be honest. Yes, it does take an organization because you guys are the ones who picked that head coach, you are the ones who picked that um that player, you are the one who picked the role players. We know that. But but those role players, those guys still gotta perform. The coach still has a coach to high potential. And they did their job. They did their job. I promise you, if Jordan was there and the rest of the gang and Mr. Jerry Krause was gone and new GM came in, I promise you, those players would have still won three in a row, five out of seven. You know what I'm saying? He just got good, I, I'm somewhat lucky, and got some good guys. You know? So um, Jerry Cross is the reason why this whole thing blew up, and it's crazy. It's just it's mind-boggling. All these big figures from the Bulls team, and this one little dude who who can't dunk off a trampoline. <laughs> he breaks the whole squad up like I I, I find it hard and as a an owner and as a an owner I know the owner isn't really um, into the basketball game or the the owner can't play ball the owner can't do this uh, he's not skillful he just has money but at the same time don't you wanna keep money coming so when you think about it like there's a chance that you could actually lose money on this um, if Jordan's gone Which means that Phil Jackson's gone. That means Pippen is gone. Which means Robin ain't staying there. I'm out. All those guys left. And then you're like, okay, how are we going to make money? Well, you're not making money that year. I promise you that. And they've been in mediocrity all along. And that that just tells you how, you know, business can hurt the product. The product can be so well. It's almost like when you're at a fast food restaurant. And... All or any kind of restaurant, any kind of business and your employees are great employees but ownership is just horrible and ownership can be the reason why great employees leave ownership can be the reason why great employees get fired for no reason so that happens all the time and you can see your product die down because of that because then you have an idea of bringing other people in he had an idea of bringing Tim Floyd in of all people, Tim Floyd, Iowa State head coach, man, get the hell up out of here! So that was just mind-boggling. This great franchise, this dynasty, was ruined by a guy that's five foot two, can't even dunk off the top spot of the ladder. So, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's just tough to to think about that. But the first episode broke down Michael Jordan and um, his. Come about, come from North Carolina. We all know about that. We all know about his uh, not making the uh, varsity squad his sophomore year. But it's funny how height it can play a big difference. You hear about all these players, even Michael Jordan, even Scottie Pippen. These guys are about the same size as we were. You know, there's a lot of guys in this in this world that I know who's five nine, five ten, and are great basketball players. The only problem is they are five nine and five ten. That's the only problem. They're just not tall enough. I know some. I mean, really. Really good guys, 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". They just weren't tall enough. Uh, you always, it always, It's what if Jordan, at his sophomore year to his junior year, did not grow, uh, what, 5 inches? What if Scottie Pippen, during his uh, uh, college years, what if he didn't grow freaking 6 inches? Like, it's crazy how height is just the difference between not being in the NBA at all and having a chance to be one of the greatest players of all time. That's just crazy how that goes. That's that's basketball for you, though. Because, like I said, I know a lot of guys, 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", who are really, really, really damn good at basketball. It's just that their height stops them, you know. No one wants to look at that. They all, if you, 5'11 guy and who's just a little bit better than that 6'6 guy, they go with that 6'6 guy every single time, I promise you. Uh, So that's that's tough to understand that. But we all know about Jordan's, uh, um, it, it, it was funny to see how, humanized they made michael jordan and just that letter to his mom it let you know for a quick season of his life as an adult he was just like me and you uh except he had like extra stamps and stuff tell you how long ago that was back in the early 80s uh you know phone bills and stuff he was like mom can i get some uh some money can you send some money my way but he was just another college kid like we once were or you no, know, no, you know as a dog he was regular Now he's the most polarizing guy in the world. So, I like the way they humanized him. And I like the fact they had no holes barred in this. You heard F-bombs. You heard uh, people cussing each other out. I I love that ESPN did not bleep those out. It let you know that things got real. Things got real. And we all saw it it, it got real uh, um, a lot of times on the court and actually in practices. And so... uh, we all saw that he went to uh, uh, France, I believe it was Paris, I think, and uh, the we we the the city of love, you know we 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 know that, and we just saw what kind of rock star Michael Jordan was. You take Michael Jordan off of that Bulls team, and not that many people are coming along to check this out. But that's the one thing I found in in awe by Michael Jordan. I lived in Anchorage, Alaska. Yes, I'm not lying. Anchorage, Alaska. I lived there the first about eight years of my life, and. Now we're talking about Anchorage, Alaska Which the most uh, No one lives out there Let's just be honest Uh, You know, if they do live in Alaska It is Anchorage And that's it You know, pretty much Uh, And me growing up in Anchorage, Alaska I'm hearing about Michael Jordan Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan So that lets me know Anchorage, Alaska is oozing Oozing over Michael Jordan They're oozing Can you imagine everybody else Because Anchorage, Alaska Well, Alaska is probably the one state That's kind of distant from the United States, That's be—it is, you know. Then Hawaii, they're real distant. So, but so many people that I knew—white, black, brown, uh, 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 green, purple, yellow—I don't care. Everyone was talking about Michael Jordan, and I was like, 1991, three-year-old child, like, who is Michael Jordan? I want to check this dude out. And then you know, we sit there and watch the finals and watch the games and. So I grew up with Michael Jordan fan because everybody was loving Michael Jordan. And then I found out why as I got older. And I was like, yo, this dude is really, really good. So it did not shock me that people in France and people across the whole entire world, across the nations, among nations, were Michael Jordan fans. Because you take Michael Jordan away from the Chicago Bulls, they were nothing. They had it was Scottie Pippen in the gang, and they were okay. But Jordan had this popularity thing going on. And it was just amazing to see that in the first uh, front. A lot of these kids in today's in today's world, you know, all these uh, early 2000 kids, these late 90s kids who just never really seen Michael Jordan play, who think that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, and it's like, you know, no, no, he is not. There was a guy named Michael Jordan who dominated, and he dominated the way that we as people love to see people dominate. The closest person to ever come to the Michael Jordan is Kobe Bryant. Let's just be honest. When we're talking about the will to win at any cost. And Michael Jordan said, that, I was willing to win at any cost. It did not matter. And that was fun because in today's day, whether you're Kobe Bryant, whether you're LeBron James, whether you're uh, Tim Duncan, whether you're this polarizing figure in the NBA, you have people who love you and you have people who hate you. But, I mean... Michael Jordan, just about everybody loved him. I mean, I, it, it wasn't a lot of hate, unless your team was actually playing him that particular night. Then so, yeah, you should kind of hate him, but you still wanted him to see to to put up forty points. You still wanted to see that. So uh, it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. But it was an overwhelming love for Michael Jordan than it was for Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. You know, they all have their their lovers and their haters, and uh, so uh but Jordan was always like you know you hate to love him and you love to hate him that's kind of how it was uh and it it wasn't even that much hate going on for Michael Jordan uh but same thing for LeBron people love to hate LeBron and people hate to love LeBron uh, you know so that's that's how it goes but i just i just saw that it was a a, a great first episode cuz basically you knew you knew now I find you Chicago Bulls Dynasty. This is a Michael Jordan story, a majority. So if you're thinking that they're just going to break down every single person on the team, you know, it's not about to happen. There's 10 episodes. Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. You're going to get a lot of Michael Jordan. Now, of course, you're going to get your dabs with Pippen, your dab with uh, Rodman, your dad with Phil Jackson. Uh, Steve Kerr's going to talk. Amara Shardin company going to gonna talk as well. But my thing is, if you were thinking, well, We're just going to talk about Chicago Bulls. No, no. Michael Jeffrey Jordan made the Chicago Bulls relevant. So you're going to get a lot of Michael Jordan backstory. So if you're not a Michael Jordan fan, you're not going to like this because it's going to be a lot of Michael Jordan. Uh, but, But if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, that means you are a Michael Jordan fan as well. You're going to love this. Because it was very Michael Jordan-centric the first two episodes. But especially the first episode. So I like how they kept it down that road. Uh, and it's, it, it let you know it's going to build up some more. Then at the end, it broke down about Scottie Pippen. We knew he had an injury going into uh, the 98 98 year. And I believe it was uh, like an ankle injury, something like that. And look, we did not know this. Now, I, I'm a historian of the game. And I did not know. My man, Scottie Pippen, was not getting paid. I did not know, I did not know. When I heard he wasn't getting paid, I thought, oh, dude, we're making like, only <laughs> making like $8 million a year, you know. No, 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 no. It shuts down with Scottie Pippen saying, I'm not gonna start uh, until about December, January-ish, before I play another, a game in the season. Well, episode number two comes in, and this one things get real juicy. You get Scotty Pippen's background, you no, know, we all knew he's from uh, the Arkansas area and went to uh, Central Arkansas, and, but we, we didn't know about the whole backstory of his life. How his, um, for, and it, the backstory is the reason why he made certain decisions, uh, and I can understand that. You know, coming from his background, now he, he was a a, a child. Uh, uh, he was one out of twelve, I believe. I don't know if he was, you know, in the middle, number one, number 12. I don't know none of that. Uh, but he was one out of the 12. And he had a, a, a brother and a father, both in the which at the same time, you know, while he's in high school. So that's a tough thing to deal with already. So then you go ahead and uh, fast forward him going to uh, Central Arkansas. And then he goes to the NBA. And he shines. Um, in 1991, here's the big thing. My man signs a seven-year deal. Now, first of all, we, we hear he's the 122nd highest-paid player in the game. Now, mind you, in 1991, Scottie Pippen is probably a top 15. Top 15 guy, you know, in 91. Top 15, top 20, you know. In 1991, but he's the 122nd player. Come on. Uh, in, my, in 1997, he was the 122nd highest paid player in the league and now in 97 98 he's probably a top 10 15 guy so so i was like "Well, what is he getting paid then i'm very curious to know this what is he getting paid like eh, seven million dollars something like that no when i the biggest ripoff in nba history came down my man scottie people got paid seven years a combined 18 million dollars that hey for those that don't know that is you're only getting paid now this is obviously great money to us but for an NBA player who's a top fifteen you know top ten to fifteen uh, player in the game at this moment you're only getting paid two point four million dollars a year now mind you in ninety eight. The 9798 season, Jordan got paid $36 million. And that was very unheard of. And there were some people who were actually je- I remember that. There are people mad that he got that kind of money. And in now that that and I understand why, cause that was I don't, well, I don't understand why, because that was huge money back in those days. 36 million dollars. I think the the year before he got paid 31 million. Something like that. And people were like, that's a lot of money. Well, dude, it's Michael Jordan. I mean, if the man wanted $40 million, he would give him $40 million. But I did not know it came to the suspense of of Scottie Pippen. Seven years, $18 million, and you feel bad for the man. And you know why he did it. And the man said, well, the owner already said, well, Scotty, you don't want to kind of bet on yourself? Why are you doing this deal too long? That's what the owner said. He could have been lying. The owner could have been like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Stamp of approval. I doubt he actually had a sit down talk with this man. But he said, don't you want to bet on yourself? And Scotty come from his background, and this is back in the days now. I, I guarantee you now in today's boo-boo time where you can just get 10 points a game and get $25 million a year. I mean, in, in today's day, your first four years, your average double digits. You're going to get $25 million a year, just how it is now, which is horrendous in my opinion. But... Uh, a lot of bad guys are getting paid big money in today's game. So this isn't back in, in these days. This is back in the 90s. So $2.4 million, even though it's still a lot, dude's getting chump change. Yo, Jaden, what's up, baby? Jalen and hey, My fans on the, on the show, on the podcast, if you haven't go on the YouTube, man, check out Wall of Dreams. My boy Jalen Pullard is a huge Huge shoes collector. uh, Huge Michael Jordan fan. Uh, Check him out on YouTube, man. I promise you. You are not going to... He just hit 800 800 subscribers uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, man. So, big up to Jalen Pula for doing big things with Wall of Dreams, man. Uh, I uh, appreciate you. I know I was one of your first... uh, One of your first uh, subscribers. So, uh, I appreciate what you do for the community, man, with the shoes, bro. But, uh, yeah, so... uh, You feel bad for Scotty because of the situation he was in. And he basically said how a lot of guys who are actually uh what do you call it, role players They're, they they are guys who jump from team to team to team you don't want to bet in yourself so let me take what I can get right now because I don't know Scottie Pippen had that same mindset and it's sad because nobody really broke him up their mindset he he, he said he want he didn't want to play he didn't want to bet for himself cuz he didn't he feared the thought of getting injured and not making any money. Now, mind you, he has 12 siblings and two parents. You know, uh, uh, uh you know, he was taking care of his mom, taking care of his people. So I, I understood that, and it, it was kind of tough, man. And so I understood why he went with the seven years, 18 million. But my God, if you are the general manager, and we all know that Jerry Cross, yes, he's a dickhead. Jerry Cross basically said, look, if we negotiate, don't come back don't come back I don't care if you went from zero to hero do not come back because we are not renegotiating there are just some things you have to renegotiate in life that Scotty Pippen contract was horrible and I really felt bad for Scotty. and guess what when Scotty sat out <laughs> when he got that surgery late and he did it on purpose because he said I'm not about to ruin my summer I'm gonna have fun in the summer Laugh it up, live it up. Oh, yeah, by the way, about a month before the uh, season start, I'm going to have surgery, which I know is going to take about uh, six weeks to heal. So, yeah, you can miss with that, and I don't blame him one bit. Now, Michael Jordan was mad, and he was mad. I understood why, but he's a competitor, and he wants to win. But at the same time, look, Scotty said middle fingers to you. Middle fingers to the organization Because they ain't paying me Jordan How about you give me Some of your money How about you help A brother out I doubt that happened So I don't blame Scotty Pippen at all I'm for the man Getting his money And I'm for the man If he deserves A renegotiation He deserves A renegotiation Scotty Pippen I look Like I said I've been doing This sports thing For a while And I never knew About Scotty Pippen's Bad contract That And that's the reason Why I love this show Because it's going to Show you things That you just never Knew about Things you thought You knew but you but realized realize, oh, you don't know a lot more was happening. And the fact that Scottie Pippen got bamboozled that contract. Seven years, 18 million, and, and after winning 91, and 92 and 93 and 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 and, and 96. Alright, I'm thinking after the 96 you gotta renegotiate his contract. The man just gave you four championships. Oh no, we're not gonna do that. Oh. is gonna come through. No, nope, not getting paid. 98 not getting paid. Now nah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking his endorsements came through and He got a few millions of his endorsements, but he wasn't getting no Michael Jordan endorsements. I'll tell you that. He was getting more of the Robin, not the Batman endorsements. So I really felt bad for Scottie Pippen. That was a travesty, and I don't blame him for missing that first couple months of the season. I don't blame him one bit. Now, like I said, Jordan being the competitor he is, he took it as a challenge. And I I do remember this, how the, the Bulls started off horribly. In the season, as the season started, and I do remember that double overtime game against the Clippers, how they barely won that game. I remember all that. Um, you know, you know they taking out Jordan. I'm mean, taking out Pippen. He was the glue guy. He was the glue guy. They showed his stats. He was about second in, in just about everything, first and steals. Uh, uh, you know, um, so I'm like, that's the glue guy. You can kind of take out Michael Jordan. And win 55 games. Now, you're not going to win a championship. You understand that. But but you're going to have more camaraderie as a team because you do have glue guys. Michael Jordan is an assassin. Uh, uh, you get him scoring, he's going to score for you. He, now, he can guard and all that, but he's at the age where he was so used to Scottie Pippen doing the dirty work. And Scottie Pippen, let's just be honest, has to be the greatest number two player of all time. He did the dirty work. He he uh, um, he played against the best uh, uh Uh, Off off his uh, opposing player. He uh, got the steals. He he did all the steals. He got all all the minutes, played against the dirty guys, um, got a lot of blocks. Just just dirty work. Could score, could rebound, could play defense. um, Knew his role. And he's probably the best at knowing his role. So when you give so much to an organization, you want the organization to give back to you. Because mind you, as much as these guys are making millions, these owners are making at this time mega millions. You know, mega, mega millions. They're in the, you know, eight-digit category. Not uh not the six-digit. They're in the eight digits. So, these guys, you, you figure, okay, I do this for the squad. I do this for the organization. All I want in return is just some love. You know, show me that you care. Show me that you're thankful that I've helped you in a huge way win these championships. And Jerry Cross and Company did not do that, and I really felt bad for them. Same on Chicago Bulls management for doing that to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and company, man, because that—that's whole that's horrible. They, you could have easily, as an organization, as an owner of a company, the worst thing you want in your building is tension and tension towards you. you no, know, when there's tension towards each other, the players-wise, as ownership, you can kind of weed out the bad ones. But when all the tension is on you, then you got a problem. That's where you have confusion. That's where you have uh, uh, mistrust, and you don't want to have mistrust with the players to the management. You rather have mistrust between player and player, so as management you can pick out, you can weed out the bad ones. Uh. uh yo, so, I I really don't understand that. Yeah, we all know Jerry Crow did his job, but he did not complete his job. Jerry Crow, he did his job, he did not complete his job. He got his championships but what happened he wanted to get himself fired because 18 out of the next 21 years they were garbage 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 and that's how you get fired as the GM because your ego is too big when you when you get into a job you do the things that you have to do to not get fired <laughs> you do things that you that you want to do to not get fired we don't go into a job saying all right first in a job how can I get fired?" How can I get fired? Well, let me do this. No, 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 no. Every day you say, how can I get fired? Especially if it's a good job. It's a good paying job. You know, you're, you're a GM of a five-time championship team in seven years. And you are finding ways to get fired. Finding ways to lose credibility. Because, yes, Croft did his job by getting the players. He did his job. But he, he couldn't keep them. He couldn't keep them. You want to lose your job when, when, when the players start regressing start regressing and yes they won six championships Mr. Charles but just imagine you won nine championships ten championships imagine that oh man he'll be GM of the the, millennial but but it, it didn't happen when your ego gets in the way so you go from six championships to six championships that's it I understand he did the job but then you got fired and no one wants you anymore because you have the greatest collection you have the GOAT Michael Jordan On a silver platter to be with you until he chose to retire, you know, on his own. Or maybe skills kind of went down now. Nope. I'm going to blow this thing up. I'm about to ruin everyone's day. I'm about to ruin Christmas in Chicago. I'm about to get the middle finger to every person. You went from Michael Jordan to Elton Brand. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's where you went to. And you ain't been the same ever since. You ain't been the same. 18 the last 21 years they have been in mediocrity horrible garbage Derrick Rose gave you three good years that's it so uh uh, uh yes I said it at the beginning he did do his job j croft did a wonderful job getting those players getting those people yes but he didn't complete it he's <laughs> right about that so but I found it astonishing how At the GM, you want to play hardball, and I I get that. But man, sometimes you want to give people what they deserve. Scotty Pippen deserved a raise. I've been in a situation where I worked my butt off for company after company, come into work every day, do what I gotta do, make customer happy, uh, uh, fix this problem, fix that problem, and you see nothing. You see nothing in return, and that is a hard feeling. Now, just imagine when you're in Scottie Pippen's limelight, and you're in his uh, in his world of basketball. That's even tougher to imagine. You bust your butt doing this, hurt your ankle, hurt your back. You know, uh, uh, got into some physical, physical, physical uh, natures, and for nothing, for nothing. You feel like you are just you're a role player. He was getting paid like a role play. He was getting paid like someone who bounced from team to team to team. So uh, I found that crazy. Now I'm engaged. I saw the, the next episode. they that talk about the Detroit Pistons bad boy days. And I I love to see that because I cannot stand Isaiah Thomas and how they left in 1991 when they got swept by the Bulls and had just walked off just ungraciously so i i cannot wait for that episode uh about how they had to overcome the bad boys pistons so that's gonna be uh a great to see and i want to see it ended with scott Pippen saying he is not uh coming back he wants to be traded so um i i was i i, I forgot how that all went down obviously he came back but i want to see what happens in 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 the meantime so uh Hope you guys enjoyed it man. That that was the week, uh the uh one and two re- uh episode recap for the last dance. Uh I I am I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by this because when there's no sports, when there's no uh activities going on, everyone's job is being shut down for a second. We need something like this to bring the sports people together. I like how ESPN and how NFL Network. I like I like how they're trying to do stuff. Uh but look, I I'm the one that I just don't get real crazy of seeing games that I've already seen before. Now, a lot of guys do want to go to the past, but let's just be honest. All those games they're showing, I can go on YouTube and look it up, man. So, this is fresh. This is something new. This is something I'm, I'm going to love to uh, watch. And I cannot wait for the next uh, episodes, next Sunday, uh, episodes three and four, man. So, that being said, let me know how you guys felt about the whole entire thing going down. Uh, what surprised you uh, in this and, uh, you know... What are you expecting for the next episode, man? Are you a Bulls fan? Are you a Michael Jordan fan? Or are you a Michael Jordan hater? I want to know all that too, man. Because you got your ones and you got your twos, bruh. So, that being said, check me out on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast. Check me out all over the place. It's also sponsored by the Anchor app. So, please, check me out on the Anchor app, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts for all that. So... That being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode one and two recap of The Last Dance of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Um, that being said, I'll see you guys in a couple days, man. We'll talk about something else, man. So, that being said, stay smart. Stay uneducated. Peace. Hi, this is Angie Ray from Angie Productions. And you are listening to The Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos.